If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only sarah frazier david david yontif behind the velvet rope oh my yes. god love being here i love spilling the tea with you guess what oh, guess what 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 um we have moved on apparently no one is talking about erica jane anymore and her you know legal dramas from tom we got jen shaw jen shaw baby i have a bazillion questions for you about miss shaw and this whole trial the trial starts by the way july this month in new york city miss shaw coach I have 10,000 questions for you. Are you shocked that Jen Shaw and coach are even still together? Like, like yes. on the brink of divorce. Yes. Aren't you shocked? Like he's, he's I'm, holding her hand. I'm shocked. I, I am shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> yes. That they are still it, together. Listen, I mean, you know, it's, it's like, when, like, that they are still together. It is so amazing. No, it's like, you know, like when like a child dies or something, look at, you know, I mean, for better, or poor, or richer, like all this stuff, life is hard, you know? And so, you know, if you're not with the right person, they, they hightail it out of there when something disastrous happens. And I mean, if they, if they can make it through this, man. Well, actually I do have a theory. I think he is, I think they have struck an agreement that he is standing by her because I think the solidarity makes her look innocent. I think they're going to fight this all the way to the end and she will stay on the show. And then in uh, next season or the following, they are going to get divorced. There's my prediction. That'll be good for Miss Shaw's storyline. It will be very good for Miss Shaw's storyline. But I think if he left her now, I think there's obviously love there. I think if he leaves now, it makes her look more guilty. I think if he stands by her, this is my woman. She did not do anything wrong. It looks like, well, if coach who is, you know, a respected coach believes her, we should believe her too. But I think there is trouble in paradise. That's my guess. Could be wrong. I'm, you and I say it all the time. We're often very wrong on this podcast, but I just, I no, I this I one I might wrong. agree with you on. Now I have to say also, um, I hear your plan about, you know, trial and then divorce in season four or five, but here's what you didn't factor in. I mean, innocent until proven guilty, she might be away for 30 years. And so in episode, in season 31 of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she can come back and the divorce might happen then. Like, I'm just, I'm not being funny, but you haven't factored in the fact that Miss Shaw may not be on the Salt Lake Housewives for quite some time, Sarah. This is not Tadesia. This is not Miss Judice. We're not going to stop the show for Miss Shaw. Did you factor that in? You Do you think she's going to be found guilty? I mean, 
Look, she's like, she's like Erica to me. It's like, she is unwavering, unwavering in her innocence. Now, I don't know. I I wasn't there and next to her in bed at night. She's unwavering in her innocence. So either you are innocent or you have balls of fucking steel. You know what I mean? Because this is the federal government. So girl, if you- Yeah, but I think people, I'm sorry. I don't, we we are not political, but I do think- I am not political now. Neither am I. But I do think people have learned from former President Trump, if you say it long enough and you sound like you know what you're saying and you believe what you're saying, other people will believe you too. They will believe the fuck out of you when, I mean- I mean, we know he lost the election, but there's a lot of people because he stuck with his story that believe that he did not lose. Okay. My good friend, Siggy Flicker over there down in um, Florida is probably one of them. Not not probably. Let me rephrase that. She She is is. one of them. Yeah. So I, I think Jen and many other people have learned Erica hold the hard line because it, you know, are you okay? Are you? Yes. No, my cleaning lady says, just go on. You know, we have to get things done here, people. Okay. No, no one is breaking. Um, Thank God. Okay. Thank God. Um, so anyway, I, I think she knows that, I mean, what is she going to do? Please. If she pleads guilty, she's automatically, she's, you know, she's going to be sentenced any to your point up to 30 years. You're not going to play. You are going to roll the dice, go to trial, believe that it's going to be very hard for them to, you know, to get a trial, to pick a, a, a jury selection of people that have probably never heard of her or haven't like, you know, have some sort of affinity to reality television. And they are going to put her up there. She's a great actress, you know, and they're going to roll the dice and see, because all it takes, you know, this as an attorney, one person, one or two jurors to go, I'm, she probably is, but I don't know. You've got a hung jury. You have her innocent. I think it's a very smart, smart strategy. And I think whether she is really guilty or innocent, I think there's a very strong chance that she maybe does a Teresa sentence, 18 months, two years. I'm not disagreeing with that. And I mean, everything you just described is housewives. I mean, we have people that come on each season and we're like, this that just happened, I'm going to say that it didn't happen. I'm going to lie. I mean, we, we lie about small things. I mean, people think that Crystal Kondinkoff is lying about this whole Sutton thing. You just make it up. Guys, we don't have to be this. Forget the real world, guys. We're way past that. So to your point, you do just, you pick something to say and you stick with it and you double down. You know, every time I've told a lie in my life, and there's plenty of times, I don't know. Everyone's usually like, I don't know, you, but I you got to stick with it and you got to just double down you and do. you got to be convinced. So that welcome to Housewives. She does it, not her. They all do it on the show. And we just, he said, she said, and you stick with it. And you're, but as guys, someone buckle who up because the trial started. Yes. I, I just lied in a business situation. I called you after because then I, and I, I'm, I'm a horrible liar and I always am riddled with guilt. I lied in a business situation and I, then I confessed. I was caught in the lie and I confessed immediately. Horrible mistake. Never confess, Sarah. Never. And it's like, I'll never trust you again. And then I called you and I said, what did I do? And you said, oh, 
I would have lied like this. And I thought, oh, I've got to call David before. <laughs> you were like, oh, wow, that's really, you're like, wait a second. This bitch didn't even skip skip a beat. Like I, I just gave you the like, oh, you should have done this, this, and this. And you're like, those are all good lies. I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that's the scenario you should have gone with. And then you're like, but that took you one second. I'm like, oh, you know, you got to listen. I got, I got a lot going on here. You got to just each business, but no, my advice to anyone, as we have seen on housewives, if you have a story, stick to it until like the boat is really like, you got to know when to call it. Like when you're in the boat, like that little lifeboat and it's really there and the, the big ship has sailed away and now you are surrounded by fins and like there's 13 fins and the sharks are really going to eat you then it's time to like surrender and say guess what i lied but until it's listen i don't support lying i'm just saying if you happen to tell a lie by mistake by mistake you gotta, you gotta triple down guys. You gotta triple down. This is my advice. My advice is don't lie. Live a nice, yeah, highest life. But if you do tell a lie, don't back out. It's you or the words came out of your mouth. You gotta just stay with it and just double, triple, quadruple down until it's too late. So maybe that's what Jen Shaw is doing. When it's too late, surrender and beg for mercy. But, but before that, just keep going. By the way, so this is just to update everybody again, if people have forgotten. So Jen Shaw faces 30 years for the wire fraud charges, an additional 20 years for money laundering. The trial begins July 18th. They're expecting it to last two to three weeks. She has, of course, pled not guilty. Shaw did not comment as she left the courthouse um, recently. Stuart Smith, her previous longtime assistant and friend, will be a witness in her case. Both the Bravo star and her assistant faced against those against her against her case, like in her case. But I think well, against, right? In, oh, really? Well, I don't know. I mean, he kind of he already pled guilty. Plead deal. I don't know. And by the way, by the time everyone hears this, you know, it'll probably be a little bit after July 18th, because that's what we do. We record a week or two in advance, like every other show that exists. Um, Listen, I think we're buried. So listen, we're going to be covering the trial and I'm going to get some lawyers involved, even though I'm a lawyer, I'm going to get some real lawyers involved. Here's what... I think we're bearing the lead. We're bearing the lead that Miss Meredith Marks and um, that Meredith Marks and Heather Gay came to New York to show her support. So it's no mystery, but I mean, right, you're holding up a lovely picture for all of our people on YouTube. They look great, but you know, guys, I mean, I think everyone knows this from, you know, Meredith is done. Like there is no Meredith and Lisa Barlow. It's over. So Meredith and Jen Shaw have buried all of this Brooks Mark stuff and what Jen said about Meredith is totally, it's Meredith and Whitney and Jen Shaw and Heather Gay. So Lisa Barlow is, is on an Island of her own with those four, you know, it's Mer- Meredith's done. So I think that's that's really the lead here that we have a whole season of RHOSLC to watch, which we are going to love. But we're going to be covering the trial and Jen's in New York and she's rocking more Gucci. And this is it. This is what you guys have waited for. It is here. And she's either going to be interested or guilty. Look, I, I don't like always predicting how it's all going to work out. The trial's going to start. We're going to watch and she's either going to be 
you know, listen, the Chrisleys are found guilty. Where's the sentence? So it's a very long process. Sarah's like, like, oh my God. And they still, still are like- I can't even believe, I cannot even believe that they, I, I don't know. It's just, it's- it, I think they're in not- more trouble than like a lot of people. They're in more trouble than Teresia. I mean, they're got, there's, there's- They're going to jail. They're both, are they both going to jail or mostly? No, she's going to jail too, right? It's going to be so interesting to see what happens. It is. I cannot believe, I mean, you know, I adored that show. And I think the saddest- It was a great show. I I actually reissued an episode I had with them like a week or two ago on a Friday, just to say like, were there, were there- clues i mean there were a few things that he said i mean i I spoke to them maybe like three months two months before this verdict so you obviously knew what y'all did right i mean not allegedly we can say what you did now because you're found guilty whether they did it i mean they're found guilty but i mean julie was saying things like really defending him just in general and he said things about like, he's such an honest man. It, there were certain quotes you should list. It just, it's kind of like, oh man, what a, what a, why does, why do people live above their means? I don't understand it. Well, I mean, I think the saddest part with the Chrisleys, right? And even Jen Shaw, if in fact these things are true, these people are so compelling and eccentric themselves. I would have watched the Chrisleys without a Range Rover. Now, I get that it's not as interesting if Todd was driving around in a Honda Civic, you know, it's not, but I just, I feel like I would have watched them, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work without the money, but I, because we've always been accustomed to seeing, accustomed to seeing them with so-called money, but obviously it wasn't theirs. But um, you look at like, okay, it's such a bad example because it's a different animal, but like you look at like Jersey Shore, I mean, they were broke as a joke, season one, season two, season three. I know, I but mean, don't you the game has changed so much? I mean, I, I don't know. fucking you- loaded now. That well, like that like Pauly D, that Pauly D is probably the richest of them all. And that Snookas, she's probably a close second. I know, but I'm I'm saying like don't the game you think has changed. The reality, like, do you think that the reality TV game, like, would they even put people on that don't have I don't know? I mean, they do on TLC, like welcome to Platteville, they have no money, you know, but they have 10 kids. So it's like well, they, look at like a duck dynasty. Did they have kids or like they had tons of money though? They're oh, super whoops. rich. Whoops. Made like duck calling things. Like they go. But they sold them for bazillions of dollars even before they were very rich. Well, shame on me for stereotyping. And see that, you you know what? That was a micro, that was a micro aggression from my house here in the Hamptons. That was a micro aggression. And I need to check myself. My friend, Ebony, I'm not being funny. I really am friends with Ebony and I really have learned things. That that was a microaggression. I shouldn't have stereotyped because they live a certain lifestyle that they were poor. Based on what you're saying now that I'm thinking about it, they probably have a ton more money than all of us. Um, Well, we're going to be watching it, Jen Shaw and the Shaw Squad. I can't wait. 
You know, everyone always asks me, like, how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important. Because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind, Nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because, listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. And their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. You know, two weeks ago, I told you guys about how I sent Dame products to all of my housewife friends, and they've been raving about Dame products and thanking me and and giving me way too much detail. And now you guys have flooded my DMs asking which housewives specifically have been thanking me and how much they love Dame products. Well, listen, you're all a bunch of shady bitches because I am not going to tell you which housewives I sent Dame products to and which ones are thanking me profusely. Because, you know, Dame products are female vibrators designed for, you know, a woman's pleasure. So no, I'm not going to give you names. But what I will tell you is there are so many different options. There's the Evo, which is a wearable couples vibrator for hands-free fun. There's the Air, which stimulates you so fast and helps get you there. There's the Palm, which you could hold in the palm of your hand hands for your pleasure. Look, life is really stressful, really stressful. And Dame is here to kind of increase the quality of your life. Who doesn't want a little fun, right? They have massage oils and lubes. So what are you waiting for? Don't you want to feel good too? Come on, ladies. Go to dameproducts.com. Use code VELVETROPE to take 15% off your first order site-wide. You could choose anything. That's dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. In other news, because RHOS, listen, I think the next things that are going to come back, I think RHOSLC will be first. And I think our girls in the RHOP will be right after it. Sarah <laughs> loves when I talk RHOP. Oh my God. Um, what's, I, what's going on with Candy Gal? Is she getting in trouble or something lately? Well, you know, Candy Gal, the latest, of course, is she is doing egg extraction. So she is not ready to have that baby yet, but she just posted on her Instagram story that she did her retrieval um, or it was retrieval day. So we're not sure how it went. And, you know, when you're doing the egg retrieval thing, because I almost froze my eggs, but I didn't, um, you know, they want like, 15, 20 eggs. And it's a lot. It's two weeks of injections. You have to go in for blood work because they have to make sure your egg count is high. And then they put you under, they retrieve the eggs. Um, you know, it's a whole ordeal. So it's very interesting. You know, she's in her thirties. I is candy girl, candy gal, 34, 30. Is she? I thought she was old. God, she's young. No, maybe you're right. Maybe candy gal. How old? Let me tell you something though. I, I really do. I'm got. I'm, I'm all over the place. Add Gemini. I find thirty five. Candy okay. Gal is thirty five. God, that's still so young. So young, but you know, she's. I mean, they're putting off having a baby probably for another four years. I bet four or five years. 
I find Candy Gal, and this isn't the point of life, you know, we're all supposed to be like, you know, whatever, but I find Candy Gal and Jizzy Jizz, Giselle and Candy Gal, to me, are both literally drop dead gorgeous. I mean, love them or hate them, just okay. physically, I find Giselle Bryant and Candace Dillard to be two gorgeous, gorgeous human beings in, in real life, too. I have to say, I Candy, Candace and Candace in Candace is stunning. Stunning. In she is stunning. stunning. And she's, and she's so tiny. tiny. She right. Yeah. She could wear like she could wear anything. And you know, I do, I feel like this is like very, I don't know, I guess like superficial. I was just saying, I'm taking this show in a very superficial direction today. Another okay. maybe microaggression, but go on. Well, no, I do think that she's going to make it as an actress because what you what you do realize when you see these actors, like I mean, if you've ever seen, I mean like I've done the Kennedy center honors. I've done many red carpets. I mean, they're very, very tiny people. And I just, based on that, I think this is going to make it as an actress. Like she's just very tight. She looks like that kind of Hollywood actress type deal. You know, I mean, the only people that were larger were Oprah and David Letterman. David Letterman's extremely, extremely tall in real life. And Mm. Oprah's you know, Oprah's Oprah. Well, yeah. we're in a much Oprah's different friend. world now. You look at like Ryan Murphy and like, I think it's a pretty broad spectrum of body types. And now, I mean, I think that's the great thing about where Hollywood has come. But I do agree. It's true. It's true. Candace yeah, is, casting. I just love candy. Yeah. I mean, we're not supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to be neutral and everything, but no, I'm, two, I'm two for two with that girl. Candy. Um what I love about Candace, okay, and then we'll move on because you know, no, go on because I have something dive. else to say about her. No, I mean, I, I love Candace. But I think Candace gets the game. She just gets the game so so well. She she appears on podcasts. She's available to bloggers. She'll do interviews. She fights on Twitter. She just she's using it. She's playing the game like Bethany played the game when Bethany had. And, and I, I, that is what I love about Candace because a lot of them don't, a lot of them, to your point, they don't want to come on blogs. They don't want to play the game. They don't want to tweet. They're this, they're that. And it's, it's just like, guys, you have this finite window. Maybe you have three seasons, maybe you have four, maybe you get lucky and you have seven seasons. You have this finite window to turn this into something long lasting you know, wealth for your entire family. And so few people fucking get that. She gets it. And I- And I I agree with that. And two other things. I mean, a lot of them think their shit don't stink. And it's like, sweetheart, you've been on three seasons of a fucking reality show in the grand scheme of things. Get the fuck over yourself, okay? You've made 60,000 plus 120 plus like 320, whatever that adds up to be good luck because now it's going to be zero so get over yourself because that's got to last you for a whole lifetime and get the attitude out and again candace off air as a human being is smart is nice is what so whatever's going on on twitter she gets the game she gets it because as a human being one-on-one she is lovely lovely And it's not an act. We're both saying we both have numerous experiences with her. It's not an act. She's a wonderful, lovely person. I think she gets it. She's way smarter than people think. She gets it and she's smart and she does the job. So there's our candy gal appreciation. But guess what? Guess what she's not going to do? She's not going to come on this podcast tomorrow because she's getting on a fucking plane and she's flying to Thailand for girls trip three. Oh 
my God, do you love this cast? Do you love this we cast? We have some issues with this cast. Now, you? Well, here's what the nugget is. Here's the nugget. I'm going to be honest about my thoughts. This, the first one was, you know, OG's extra, whatever. The second one was like ex housewives. This is supposed to be friends, be it best friends. That is the theme. So we have best friends, Heather Gay and Whitney and Whitney Rose. Okay, that's true. They are very close. We have best friends, Alexia Echevera and Marisol Patton. I mean, that's true. We have very good friends. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying this word. Leah, whatever her name is, McSwiney, McSweeney. Ah! This girl is getting a-, a, a Leah McSween. Right. Well, okay. good luck to her. Her and the Tins, they are very good friends. So uh, now we have Jizzy Jizz, Giselle, and what everyone said was going to be Robin this entire time has now changed to Candace. They're not best friends. Guess what? They're not even getting along so well. Wow, really? I didn't realize this was best friends. Cast. Look at it. Yeah, that's what. Look at it. Marisol Patton and Alexia are joined at the hip. Whitney and Heather joined at the hip. I mean, if you're going to go down New York and, you know, you've already had Ramona and Countess. I mean, wow. the very good friends are, are Leah and, and Tinsley. I think, think about it. It was Giselle and Robin. It was. There were promos. This is the rumored cast. Something has changed that it's Giselle and Candace. Now, I have some thoughts. Spill. Spill it. <laughs> Sarah is obsessed with Potomac. I love Potomac. What's going on with our with Robin. I don't know. I just listen. I love Robin. I love, I just think, look, this is no shade to anyone. When you're in a house in the jungle of Thailand or wherever you're going to be, who's gonna, who's gonna stir that fucking cauldron more either a Robin or B Condi doll. You have a choice. Is Robin going to bring more shade and shit or is Candace? It's either a or B. Those are your two choices. Candace. Candace, Candy. So do you think this was a? Do you think? Do you think Robin was even asked, or they looked at these besties and then they got to Potomac and they were like, "Look, we can't have. We're not confident that Robin can bring the drama." And I mean, does Marisol bring a ton of drama? I mean, we know Heather. What's your thought? Here's okay. Let's guys let slow down. We have R H U. R-H, what is it? A real, whatever the acronym is. We have real R-H-U-G-T-3. Okay, well, you're asking a lot of questions, Sarah. Let's answer some of your questions. Um, Alexia and Marisol, how can I say this positively? Because everyone loves my, how honest. I mean, look, Alexia and, and Marisol, no shade, will do anything for that camera. So we had R-H-O-M season four. It was great. Miami's going to be back soon. Listen, we're going to have Miami, Salt Lake, and Potomac coming soon. Life is good. Alexia and Marisol, no. Marisol is messy. And I mean that in the best way possible. She will, Marisol doesn't care. She doesn't care if you're who you are. She will throw you into the street. And if your head is being run over by a car, no, Alexia and Marisol will do anything for the camera so that's that's good that's good casting okay then then we go to Whitney and Heather listen 
I feel about Whitney the same thing as I've been saying about Kyle lately after watching season two of RHOSLC. I think Whitney's a sniper from the side. I think Whitney stirs it. She's found her voice after watching herself season one. You know, Lisa Barlow might scream louder. Jen Shaw might scream even louder. Meredith might scream louder. You know, do not talk about Meredith's family. Love you, Meredith. I do. I love my Meredith. Um, I think Whitney's a sniper from the side. And I think Whitney will absolutely bring drama and speak out and tell people to fuck off if they get in her face. Heather Gay is hilarious. So she's kind of like... So that we got everything covered. Now we move into the New York girls. Listen, Leah is just batshit fucking crazy as a human being. She is. I'm sorry. That's my honest opinion. And so, I mean, she'll do whatever. I think Leah is also a little, I think the thirst is real. And so I think she too will treat this as her chance to maybe make a mark. I mean, you're not going to be asked on the OG show, sweetie. And the new incarnation of Real Housewives of New York isn't going to be based around you. So this is Leah's swan song. She might think it's her audition for something else. It's not. Um, Just being honest, everyone always asks me what podcasts I listen to. And I have to tell you, one of my absolute favorites is The Envelope. Why is it my favorite? Because it's really similar to this podcast. It's a celebrity guest podcast. Sound familiar? Except it's from the LA Times. And they cover awards seasons in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. So they interview people that are possibly nominated or going to be nominated for awards. Now, some of the recent episodes include Jennifer Coolidge, hello, for White Lotus. But I mean, of course, we also love her from Legally Blonde. Come on. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. If you're not watching Grace and Frankie and haven't watched it, I don't know what you're waiting for. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Jessica Biel. Candy. Oh, I think of Justin Timberlake when I hear just Jessica Biel and then I get sidetracked. Listen, the first six episodes of The Envelope are available to binge now. So tune in to hear all those great interviews plus more. You're going to love listening to The Envelope. And again, they're from the LA Times, so they really kind of know what they're doing. Binge these first six episodes now. Download and listen to the latest episodes of The Envelope everywhere you get your podcasts. Trust me, if you like Behind the Velvet Rope, you're going to love The Envelope. I know you guys think that all I talk about is my summer of health and wellness in the Hamptons, but listen, it's going well. And one thing that has really set me on my path to health and wellness and really losing the weight that I had put on during COVID is Aura Organics So Lean So Clean. So Lean So Clean is a clean plant-based protein powder made from organic ingredients. I personally use it after I work out every morning. I go at the crack of dawn, 5.30 a.m. because I get so busy with this podcast, I have no other time to work out. And if you love making protein-packed smoothies and snacks, So Lean So Clean is literally the best thing on the market. It's clean, it's vegan, there's nothing artificial, but what do we really care about? The taste. The taste and the texture are so unbelievable. Now they have like vanilla chocolate, but I'm telling you, the vanilla chai is just so freaking out of this world. But don't take my word for it. They have over 10,000, that's 10,000, five-star reviews. If you're not happy for any reason within 60 days, you get a full refund. No questions asked. Your money is sent back. So why, what are you waiting for? You get 30% off your first subscription when you text ROPE to 64,000. Text ROPE to 64,000 and get 30% off your first subscription. That's ROPE to 64,000. Message and data rates apply. Terms apply, which are available at Aura Organic slash terms. And 
I love the fucking tins. I love the tins. The tins is an icon. Sorry, the tins is an icon. So icon. And I mean, I feel like I even need a Scott update. Like I hope we get a whole bunch of tea about Scott. Like we I might. over. And I also feel like is Tins ever going to use those embryos, those eggs? I mean, I don't know. There's so much to update on Tins. I need Tins and like Tins is so gorgeous to me. How is Tins not locked down with a man? I mean, Tins must be must be a whole thing. Has Tins I- been on behind the velvet rope? No, and we have tried. I was so close. You know, I'm gonna people love when I reveal these little things. I was so close. I was DMing. I'm excuse me, excuse me, not D. I was texting with Miss Dale Mercer. That's correct. I, I'm gonna reveal some tea, guys. Sarah's like people- I love Dale. <laughs> okay. Dale is like I aspire to be Dale as a mom. You know what I mean? Like when I'm old, just fabulous, Palm Beach, gorgeous diamonds, hair blown out all the time, in Chanel, rolling in, besties with my children. Go on. And so Dale and I were texting, and this was after the season that was Tinsley's last season, with which was Dorinda's last season. And Dale was going to come on. She was coming on behind the velvet rope everyone and then i don't know maybe she sat down and talked to the tins and the tins is like that's that podcast that like they ask you one question it goes all over the world and but very nice and dale was like listen you know think about it she's like the way that reunion went between tinsley and dorinda tinsley won it was like it made dorinda look very bad dorinda was put on pause after that. And Tinsley left that show with her head held high. That was the season after like Dorinda berated Tinsley. And she's like, you know, it's being wrapped up in a bow. And like after the reunion, this was before the reunion. She's like, I'm going to give you some tea. This is going to make Dorinda look, you know, and it's just Tinsley's going to walk away and it's going to look and she's, the story's over. And anything I say is going to undo the, 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 the light around Tinsley. And I said, you know what, Dale? She's an older woman, Dale, no shade, respect your elders. I was like, you are 100% right. There's nothing you're going to say on this podcast. When I ask you about Dorinda and Tinsley and Tinsley and Dorinda, that is going to further, something's going to get convoluted and it's going to, the bow is going to be unwrapped. And I respect you too much, Dale Mercer. I understand. Let's keep in touch. And we did. We kept in touch. And so, you know what it is? I had Constantine Maroulis on a million times and he, it went viral and like Constantine dated Tinsley and Dale loves Constantine. So it's, and I know Constantine very well. So it was like all in the family. And I was like, look, I, I just can't do that to you. Like you're, you're right. Like I have to agree. I have to agree with you. So we could have had Dale Mercer guys, but I, sometimes I'm not a scumbag. I'm and a nice I guy. told you, I nearly had sex with Constantine, right? I uh, told you the story. Okay. What? <laughs> You never told me this. Okay, when I was hosting the Kane show on Hot 99.5 back in the day when American Idol was so hot and popping off, um, Constantine came in to give us an interview, his season where he finished what, third, fourth? He was fifth. very, very, fifth, 
fifth. He was very, very big up. I at the time was dating an older man, a sugar daddy um, named Ed, who they called old man Ed on the radio because he was 15 years older than me. You know, we broke up. It was, well, it was deteriorating. Anyway, Constantine and I had made eye contact. We were getting it on. We were walking towards the elevator. He wanted my phone number. And my, one of my co-hosts came in and cocked blocked me and hit the close button on the elevator and told Constantine that I had a man. I was so upset. Constantine has been on the Sarah Fraser show as well. And we've talked about this and Constantine claims he doesn't remember, which is the ultimate, how forgettable are you? And I will never forget because I came so close to having sex with him anyway. Right. A, that's really good for your self-esteem. And B, here's the thing. I'm sure it happened, but you are way, 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 way too young for Constantine. (laughs) Way. Okay. Constantine, like you need, you're you're way too young. All right. Well, there you go. Um, Well, you know what? When this episode comes out, guess what? I'm going to take this little clip and I'm going to send, I mean, I really know Constantine very well. I know him very well. I adore him. He came on my show. We had the most hysterical conversation because I was giving him a play-by-play account of this. He recalled none of it. And he, and, and then I asked him point blank, would you have sex with me now? And I think he said he didn't answer the question. He wouldn't have sex with me. You're too young, babes. Too young. Okay. Yeah. So like it's a cop, but now, so girls trip. And then, you know, and then we have Giselle (laughs) and then we have Candace. Look, I mean, it's it's handy gal, messy. Love it. Picture like, you know what it is? These, these, like, I'm loving the girls' trips, but I'm not sure everybody is. But I think the idea of it, when we mash up these casts, like, the idea of what could happen is so, like, imagine Leah throwing these tiki torches in, and in, in there is Candace and Giselle. I mean, what? it'll be, yeah, what? yeah. Like, I actually think that they might clash like Candace. So Candace and Giselle and especially so it's and I also think it's very interesting that we have two sets, three sets of twos in current housewives. And this is the first time we have current with exes, Leah and Tinsley are exes. So we're mixing exes with current. This opens up the floodgates. You know what I think soon? My prediction. They might start looking at some friends of. Maybe eventually. Really? Well, I mean, we have to go down the list and see, like, have we had good friends of, I don't know, but like, who's going to come next? And I also think like, I know it's canceled, but I mean, a lot of, I think they might start turning to Dallas, maybe. Like, I just think the possibilities are endless. Oh, I do too. I do too. I think they could pop back up for sure. I think the possibilities are endless. By the way, I might as well throw this in. Um, speaking of ex-housewives, I went to La Biblioteca the other night for dinner and I ran into the one, the only, Miss Kristen Tateman, <laughs> R-H-O-N-Y. You know. How was she? Here's the thing. If I'm being totally honest, I just, this is, this is no shade. again I just wasn't in the you know here's the thing because of this job I believe it or not I'm just not in the mood to engage I wasn't in the mood like and come on my show she's been on she's great I lovely this is no I just wasn't in the mood like when I again I've said this when when you're on those like dating websites and you're going on on the dates with a gentleman and they're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Countess and did it. And did it. <sighs> I don't want to talk about housewives when I am not working. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Okay. We could talk about a little bit. We could talk about a little bit. I just don't, I just didn't, uh, I just don't want to get it. And, you know, I'd rather just be like, let's make it formal. You'll get an email. Do you want to come on my show? I really, but Kristen was there with her husband and children and other people. And tonight's Friday. I'm going to Almond Gay Night. Might see Daddy Cone. So we'll see if he's there. Oh my God. I cannot wait. You have to give us a full report, a full yeah. report. Listen, I am observing everything. And look, it's not that I don't engage. I mean, Luann was supposed to have a Fosé party July 2nd. That didn't, it just didn't happen. It's not like I wasn't, I was uninvited. So I'm keeping you posted. Thank God. Thank God I have not run into Ramona anytime recently. Thank God. I ran into Elise Slane, my friend, a friend of at Bobby Vans. I guess we could just leave it at that. But Elise, Elise will be, I mean, I'm like, I was going to say something like, but Elise will be back on the podcast. So listen, this, there are housewives out here. I'm keeping an eye on what's going on. Um, I want to ask you one last thing, because I know we, is it about Tamara and Alexis? Yes. You read my mind Uh, because, okay. Set it up. And tell me your thoughts because you have predicted this. And damn, I mean, I honestly got, I'm like, are you working for Bravo behind the scenes? This is like so coincidental. Well, this is why I say like, you know, I don't know everything, but I'm normally right about this stuff. Here's the thing. You just got to take your emotions out of it and really think about who is what and who's on brand. Like, look, did I ever tell you, I mean, I told a story on Patreon. Did I ever tell you like in 2020? I stayed at Alexis Bellino's house for what? the weekend. No, I didn't know this. We had, so there's, this is, we're going to have to, guys, we're going to have to continue this next time. But like, there's, we had a mutual friend in common that I am not friends with anyone. I think she's friends with, and it's like, my friend was going to the OC and she's like, I'm going to stay with my friend Alexis. And I said, oh, cool. You know, I, I, I know an Alexis from the, you know, from the OC. Oh, really? It might be the same one. Really? What mine's Alexis Felina? Really? Mine's Alexis Felina. This was like a good friend of her. So she's like, just stay with us. So I stayed at a Jesus Jug's house. <laughs> yes. And it was for like days I stayed at Jesus Jug's house. So, um, I have said this then, like, you know, of course, Look, I believe from that weekend, I don't think she's running back. She's happy. She has this new guy. And I don't think she's like running back because she knows that Housewives doesn't come with no price. There's drama. But I do think that nobody turns down an offer unless you're like Bethany or Vanderpump. And so I think that Alexis is on brand to go back in the sense that her life is totally different. Her children are grown. Right. She mm-hmm. looks the part. I mean, then you factor in Heather Dubrow. They actually get along in real life, but they didn't back then on the show. So it's like, that's an interesting dynamic. Like I've said this, I've talked about it with her that weekend. I, I think, and I think she's primed to go back. I think the Tam, I don't know if I believe the rumor, but I think the Tamar thing is farther fetched. I agree. I think Andy could get Tamara to quit two T's within one phone call. And look, maybe this is what's needed from the OC. Heather, Shannon, Alexis, Tamara, and then I don't know who else. You'll have to figure out who else to keep out of this group. But 
that would feel, look, they, they can't start over. They just did that with New York. So maybe go the opposite and have all these OG types. It makes <laughs> sense to me. I know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I believe this rumor. Okay. By the time this comes out, we might know, but it's, I told you, you got to go through all the options. Are we going to have Lizzie Rose that, that? No. Are we going to have Lydia McLaughlin? No. I mean, we're saying 0% chance. Are we going to have, you know, Tammy Knickerbocker? No, we're, we're over that. No one's talking about her. Gina Keogh? No, she's not on brand. I've always said this. Alexis Bellino is on brand for where the OC is now. So is Gretchen Rossi, but I think- oh fabulous back oh my god I want to see what she's going to play to me yeah but to me Gretchen had more of a run and Alexis is more of an unknown and I think I think Alexis and I mean Tamara do not get along in real life they would butt heads like no tomorrow of course they had that lawsuit I mean it would be juicy and Heather Dubrow I mean and like in Alexis's defense you know she's like it's it's not my lawsuit it was Jim's I mean they were divorced at the time but yes Heather and Tamara have an out now look I think Tamara really could this makes sense I'm not sure I believe it but it's like Vicky, 0%, zero, zero. It's not happening. Love her. It's Vicky's not coming back. Alexis is on brand and so is Tamara. And so that might be with Heather and Shannon. And then does it even matter who's the fifth or sixth, the sixth person? I mean, I do think it's Gina's time to go. Emily had a great run. I know, I know. It's just, there's nothing really It's over. Than, it's over. Know, I know. It is over. But see, look, you're excited for that combination of people. And then we'll get, I think, honestly, I think at that point, just get, and they, they, they know Emily in real life. They do. A lot of them know her. So it's like, it makes sense. Look, I, I, they got to figure out something, right? I mean- Look, I told you, I mean, we, I started, you, you're much more of an OC fan than I am and a Heather Dubrow fan. I, I'm indifferent on Heather. I just, I, I, the first episode or two were great. I loved seeing Heather's house, all that stuff. And then beyond that, I was just like, I'm bored. There's nothing there. It's how I feel about Dubai. Oh, before we go, Dubai, we're in trouble, Sarah. We're in trouble. Everyone reads me for filth when I talk about ratings. I mean, they're numbers. I don't understand. Dubai started the first week, 769,000. That ain't so great, but okay. Episode two, 657,000. Episode three, 644,000. Episode four, we saw a spike, 658,000. Episode five, 495,000. Now, that was over, that was the holiday time of 4th of July and all of that. But the bottom line is that same 495,000, Beverly Hills had 1.2 million. So 600,000 people turned off the channel. Nobody's, nobody's talking about Dubai. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody, nobody. I mean, it'll be interesting. The reunion's coming up. Andy tweeted about that. The team's getting ready. What are your questions? Um, uh, I we, just, ha- we, have to, we have to go into the reunion and something has to happen at the reunion and then yeah. something has to happen in the real world. So yeah. somebody better get a scandal because that's what happened with Salt Lake. I love Salt Lake right from the beginning, but the ratings weren't great. And then this thing with Shaw and it just... We have a blockbuster, guys. Something's got to happen. I don't know. It's like Summer House's ratings are right around that, but it's such a cheap show to make. 
I can't imagine Dubai is so cheap. The salaries are cheap. Stanberry got the most, of course, but the others are probably at the 60,000, the equivalent. But the cost of filming there and- I the think so. There and just everything, probably all the hoops they had to jump through to film in Dubai. I mean, the cost has to be astronomical, I would think. And Don't forget the strict culture. Like they're not like- Oh, Andy Cohen is here today. Yay. They don't, they don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. I mean, it's good for tourism. I'm sure they're, they're happy to play a little bit of ball because it's, you know, it, and I think it makes it look very welcoming to Americans and other foreigner Westerners. I think it makes it look like, oh, this is a fun ball, like party town, you know, but yeah, we all know, like it is very, very, there's a very strict. I mean, there's a lot going on there, you know? I don't see it. I mean, I feel like at that point, do we pull the plug? Do we ship it over to Peacock? What's going to happen? I think we ship it. I mean, I think they have to be careful about taking too many L's because I think, you know, we've already talked many times about their content being a little bit in trouble and they're, they're kind of looking for that next show. That's going to be, um, you know, housewives like, um, but I, I think it gets shipped to Peacock season two. I mean, if you think about it, we need a Shaw's. We need a Vanderpump. We need like a a flipping out. We need just something totally, totally new that we don't think we want to watch, that we watch, that we are blown away by. That's what we need. And I just, where is that for Bravo? Good question. All right. We have to continue it next time, Yanta. Um, Everyone can follow me behind the velvet robe everywhere podcasts are found in I am on TikTok behind the velvet rope. Come on, let's get those numbers up. I've joined. I didn't want to join TikTok. Well, everyone forced me. Get the numbers up. What about you? Um, I'm on TikTok at the Sarah Fraser Show. You can listen to new episodes of the Sarah Fraser Show podcast uh, Monday through Sunday, seven days a week, everywhere podcasts are played. And next week we'll talk about so much more. Love you much. Love everyone. Take care. Bye, gorgeous. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.